if you're not keeping yourself in check as a leader, as a teacher, where if you're not keeping your focus, that, that focus is on Jesus Christ and that focus is on his kingdom, then that's when it starts becoming yours. And that's when you get into this where it's like, what are your intentions? They may have been good initially, but it takes a little bit here, a little bit there, a little bit here, and you've slowly gotten away from the source. Anyway. He has no feelings. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Take two. Welcome to the Rethink Podcast. You're in too deep. We can't let that go on. Fine. Anyway, one of the things I try to do uh, every single morning is make sure I let everyone in my family know that I love them. So I'll say mm. I tell them I love them. Oh, but man. then one of the things I That's sweet. Um, yeah, it is. Uh, one thing I also do is I tell them to remember who they are, and so that they're not just representing our family mm -hmm. wherever they go, but they're representing Christ. Yep. Um, and so we have that discussion every morning when I drop them off. It's, I love you and remember <clears throat> who you are. Because I do think words have a huge impact. And, you know, we were talking earlier, like words, yeah, and feelings and stuff. I don't always like click those together and really hold on tight to them. But, but some I, people do. But some people, mm -hmm. it like, oh yeah, it is a huge thing in their life, and so well, it's it's like a moment that they it's like glued in their mind, mm -hmm. like they they can go back to it like it was yesterday. Yeah, like I believe in you, I'm proud of you, I love you. Yeah, or the opposite. Yeah, yeah. I it's figure a, if I say it every single day, when my kids get older, they're gonna be like, our dad told us he loved us every single morning. You know what I'm saying? Because it's so repetitive, and I really do mean it. You know. And so, but I want them to know that because I know when they walk into the schools, like it's tough mm -hmm. because I do remember that going through, you know, school and stuff. And there's just all these different dynamics, whether you're being called a name, being bullied or thinking you're being judged, or maybe you're in the popular crowd or whatever. There's always this like identity that's trying to be worked out and people are telling you what they think you yeah. are yeah so there's this environment where they're fighting to establish an identity and, and you're saying i just want you to know you got one yeah yeah right doesn't mm -hmm. matter what you've done or will do you, you you're loved you're i'm proud of you yeah you're precious to me yeah that's good words matter well that's all we got <laughs> well <laughs> Matt, you got a you got a young guy in in your house um i tried to talk to him yesterday and his word development is like, it's incredibly fast, how, how the acquisition of vocabulary, mm -hmm. right? I think he understands about everything. He's yeah. still holding on the cards of speaking everything, but it's coming so quick. It's fun to watch him like learn to process because he's, his brain is processing faster than his ability to speak, you know? So he's learning all this stuff. When we, when we picked him up, he knew, um, best we could tell like four, four English words. So he knew mama papa and then he knew this is great he knew how to say hallelujah amen <laughs> did he know how to say no as well uh that was in karundi oh okay. <laughs> we we figured out what that was pretty fast too <laughs> but yeah it's been fun watching him uh learn to speak mm -hmm. he switched what's karundi karundi is his language it's the language yeah yeah from Burundi. any way from you Burundi. can keep that alive in his mind I don't know. He's got a little a little friend who's seven who uh, was adopted a couple months after him, and they Zoom every once in a while, 
and they will occasionally go back and forth, but not not very much anymore. And mostly it's switching to English. He he doesn't even communicate to us anymore in Kurundi. It's it's all English. Gave up on you. Gave up. I remember when uh, mm-hmm. Isaiah did that. Like for <coughs> seventeen hours of a flight, he repeated the same phrase in in Taiwan. He's over and over and over, right? And he finally just gave up and quit talking for like a month. Hmm. And then we got a few English words. Hmm. Yeah. But to be unable to say, you know, I'm hungry or whatever he was trying to say, don't know. Right. Yeah. Frustrating. Yeah. Caleb, you speak two languages. But not either one of them very good. <laughs> I think it would be very well. None of us claim to do real well. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> yes. Hey, this is Caleb. Yes. Hello, I'm Caleb. Let's back up for a second. Why yeah. are you here? Um, oh, I've, that's right. We kicked Levi. Yes. Out. Levi apparently was not talking enough, and they want me to talk I'm more. Talking too much. Yeah. Oh, maybe that's what it was. He's on vacation. Just kidding. We're just yeah. we're just kidding about that. Yeah, Levi will be back. Don't get us in trouble. Maybe. Yeah. Eh, we'll see. <laughs> um, you're new on what, staff. I am new on staff, so... Uh, I'm Caleb Baker, if you don't know me. Um, a lot of you probably have seen me around. Uh, but I have uh, I am the campus minister at the Clay County campus um, as of effectively this week. Four this days, seems four strange days to say yeah. to you. Um, I've said it a lot this week, and yes, it is strange every single time. What does that mean, so, you're the campus minister? That's, a, that's what we're determining still, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> we have troubles here. Well, what, what do you think it means at this point? Um... At this point, um, I think this is a live this interview. Is, this, is, <laughs> this is a live interview. This is streaming as we've not been speak. paid yet. We're going to see as we get that as we, sp- as we speak. That's true. Um, what that what that means is, uh, I think as as goals, um, I'm going to do everything in my ability to help people deepen their relationship with Jesus Christ, yeah. and I think that's going to look a lot different with each individual, um, a lot different with the campus. Um, but I'm going to utilize tools probably I don't even have equipped yet that I'm praying the Holy Spirit is going to guide me in to, uh, to bring uh, a relation with Jesus Christ in real lifetime with what that looks but like. What do, you, what do you feel like? Uh, tell us what you think, your, uh, your passion with you know, working with people. What's your passion to see in them? I'm going to go back, to, obviously. I mean, this is not just a church answer, but, but really I, I want to see people see what it looks like to know who their creator is like not just know this understanding this head knowledge of yes i believe that god created everything and yes i believe jesus was his son and he died for me but what does that actually look like to have a relationship with him what does that look like for the holy spirit to come and live within an individual um within a family and, and what does that look like when when a mom and dad or a, or a grandparent and they they come into that and then that just completely change the trajectory of their family and the legacy of their family and what that looks like and, and to live, live a life for Jesus daily and to stop living life for myself. Um, the last time you worked kind of full time ish or ministry was your, was your vocation was where, um, the state of, uh, Coahuila, Mexico, Coahuila. Um, which is Northern Mexico that borders Texas. Mm. And the last time it was a actual paid position was 2009. Well, that's not that long ago. So this is 2023. <laughs> I didn't have kids then. And that was in Spanish. 
That was in Spanish, yes. See, so you do speak Spanish. Yes. I speak Spanish. I have lost more than I can remember. So it's coming back. I failed Spanish in high school. I almost did. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. So what were we talking about? Words. He knows two languages. He knows two languages. Yes. What, I wondered why I got distracted. <laughs> I, I was wondering where you're headed. Uh, well, I just decided, hey, he's sitting here. Let's, let's, let's share him. with folks why he's, who he is. Right. I just want to clarify. Well, know, for, but... for my Hispanic friends that I deal with daily, they will tell you. That you know I Spanish. I don't know two languages. That you're fluent. Got it. <laughs> to us, you know two languages. Yes. Yeah, so you guys, I can fool you. Yeah. Hey, sure. probably, uh, I mean, when we go to eat Mexican, you got that down. So you can order a taco like none other. Taco. <laughs> Yo quiero taco. Wow. Unbelievable. Even a dog can say that. Remember the little chihuahua? Yo, oh, yeah. Yo quiero taco bell. <laughs> anyway, Just words. So dogs don't speak, but you know, hey. Words. Hmm. The thing so is, this like this okay. starts off with something we should have probably started with before we've rambled for twenty minutes. Nah, I, I thought the same thing, but I figured not many of you should presume to be teachers. Mm -hmm. <laughs> They're going to be judged harshly. Mm -hmm. Ooh, okay. just rips off the bandaid right away. What does he start there for? Well, from what I've studied, this whenever they got scattered, they were looking for essentially rabbis in these different communities, and. There were people rising up to take positions and roles that they were not qualified. And it, it's not that God necessarily, you know, he doesn't, he uses normal people, but they were looking for a position of power or authority in their different context to kind of control people. I was reading that they were, they were uh, taking God's word mm -hmm. and they were, reading it and then these rabbis would debate it back and forth but they were more interested in gaining power by their words and not pointing people to the word yeah and so really what he's communicating is that anybody who is putting themselves in a position of leading god's people with god's word had better be really careful mm -hmm. um i think there's a difference between there's a difference here between um, being a false teacher and saying something incorrectly in a life group or in a sermon or in a kid's class. Because communication is not always perfect, especially anybody who listens to one of our sermons. We're, we're going to say I hope something. I listens to these podcasts. We're going to say something that's wrong, mm -hmm. you know. Um, I did a few weeks ago, and I got on my phone, and I was reminded of it. Who, who corrected you? Uh, a faithful podcast. Levi. No, not Levi. Just somebody, <laughs> we, so, somebody we go to church to. Somebody we go, we go to church with. That's why in third service, like, I'm really careful because Larry rings in there. Like, he knows the Bible better than I do. Uh, and so, like, yeah, we're going to say something that's going to be wrong. And that's, I'm not saying that's okay. We should strive to do our best to teach God's word accurately. But... James is saying, hey, it's not if you say something wrong on accident. Like, it's intentionally leading God's people astray. Yeah. I, I see it in, like, a lot of uh, Instagram and social media stuff where pastors are using God's truth to build their platform. Right. To be an influencer. Yeah. Yep. And actually, I just uh, got done reading a book from David Platt, and uh, he actually admitted to that after he wrote the book Radical. Um, he said... 
you know, he had all this fame and people were asking him to come talk to the conf- at conferences and all this stuff. And he talks about it, it was such a low point in his relationship with God because mm. um, he was using God's platform to make a name for himself. Mm-hmm. And he, in the book, he actually talks about like that whole process of repentance. <laughs> wow. Of like the spirit revealed that to him mm. that he was... <laughs> He was uh, what he called it, the mercenary uh, missionary. So he was basically for hire because of his platformer speaking about, you know, his book and stuff. And so, yeah, he had to go through a whole personal process of repentance on that. And I think, I think all of us are. It would be real easy mm-hmm. uh, to get a little following. Like that's essentially what's happening here in James. You get a following, and then you want to get a little more following, and it becomes. <clears throat> not intentionally even in the beginning, but it becomes about you and then your platform. Well, I think that's why there's the power of team mm-hmm. and what's something we strive for here because <clears throat> it is Somebody a Somebody told me this week I was their favorite. <clears throat> well, I mean, Michelle, Michelle's opinion counts on the podcast. Uh, <laughs> We're not that's keeping the, score here. That's the deal. Is it, It's a whole lot easier to fall fall astray when you're by yourself. Yeah. Um, and that's true in following Jesus, whether you're uh, across the board, but, but, um, yeah, that's the warning and, here. Well, I think it's true too, is like, we all like affirmation that yeah. we're doing a good job or like, and then you gotta, we have to always like evaluate ourselves. Are we doing it for praise from people or are we doing it to glorify God? <laughs> and sometimes we just have to, like I think everyone, no matter in what realm we're in, we have to evaluate that. Are we really seeking the yeah. the praise of people in our jobs or the things? We were talking about this in our life group a few weeks ago. In this constant chase to have things so that the neighbors mm. like think you've really made it, and you're essentially you're trying to build your own platform there by saying, yeah, we have all this stuff, and so we. We have it together and we have it, you know, and that's James is warning us, like keeping Christ at the center of our relationships. That's why he uses then the examples going down through there of like, it's such a small thing. Our heart is, you know, and not the physical heart, but like the heart. I think that's why he connects um, words and wisdom together here, Mm -hmm. because like if you read it at first, you're like, he just stops talking about words and then he starts talking about wisdom. And in my mind, when I first read it, I was like, these two things are not connected. But the more and more I've read this and studied it, it's like, no, they are connected. Yeah. The source of your wisdom, he says there's two spots, or two, two areas of wisdom, worldly wisdom and heavenly wisdom. Where you get your wisdom determines the way you speak, which determines the way you live, right? Mm-hmm. So they're all connected. He's talking about inputs. Yeah. So. I think it, so. This, James is particularly this way. We, we're... We're not done a service by whoever split this up and put chapters and section breaks in. Right. This is, it's one message mm-hmm. about how, how how you live out your faith in the midst of the struggles of life and it be real and transformational. Right. In, in every area of life. And he's just going through lists of weaknesses mm-hmm. that we're going to struggle with. Well, and these people are 
I mean, remember, they're just they're just now becoming followers of Christ. They're this concept of he talks about uh, nine verse nine ten somewhere in there about how we'll we'll curse uh, we'll praise God with our with, with our mouth and then we'll curse God's people mm-hmm. in the next. They're coming to the realization: wait, we're all created in the image of God, and so the way we speak to each other matters. Like if I came up to let me use Caleb as an example. I don't want you to hit me. If I if I went up to Caleb and I made fun of his kids, he's not gonna say. He's not gonna jump in the conversation. He's gonna get out of his truck. Though. <laughs> he's gonna get out of his truck. <laughs> he's like, come here. You know, yeah. So I mean, we'll just have a nice conversation. Right. <laughs> I don't want to have that conversation. Um, but the way we speak about each other, it. I mean, it it matters because we're talking about people made in the image of God. I think. Yeah. We talk about other churches too. That's always a dangerous thing. And it's like what you said earlier on, we're not perfect. None of there's no church that's perfect because we have a whole bunch of imperfect people in right. every church. We're imperfect. And we're imperfect. Exactly. And so uh, this drives me nuts is whenever I hear, you know, complaining, gossip, the and we've talked about this in our life group too, is um some people are working through their language of like what God wants to do in that. But gossip, slander, complaining, like those are more dangerous than sometimes the adjectives mm-hmm. or adverbs that come out of our mouths to describe something, you know? Because those are poison. When we gossip and slander against other brothers and sisters and churches, like, that's not, that's not of the gospel. you got to go back and put yourself in the Jewish culture of rabbis and teaching mm-hmm. and the place of the word and how, you know, a young... Hebrew would memorize scripture, and then at 12 to 14, they're going to, uh, if they're considered to be capable you know, of, of proceeding, they're going to be attached to a rabbi, and they're going to follow that rabbinical school. you know. And that's when you see Jesus come on the scene, and he's a rabbi, and people gather around him because he teaches like none other. And there, there is this... It's such a distinctly different culture. You don't have a, a common access to the written word. So the teacher, you know, the rabbi, the the vocal leader is going to be able to be elevated, mm-hmm. right? So easy for them to abuse that. If they had access to somehow to knowledge about what God wanted, it's so easy for that to be abused, to be, to put themselves as a, as a distinction between the people and God. Mm-hmm. And man, we have seen that throughout church history. You know, I, you need me to get to God. No, no, that's not that's not right, right? But that happens all the time with with us as teachers. We can we get and people do it to us. They put us in a position. You know, um, I still get asked all the time, and I think it's becoming less and less because people see on the video when we do baptisms, lots of different people do it, right? Mm-hmm. Right. But every once in a while, I still get asked, "Is it okay?" If I baptize my child, is it okay if my friend, you know, almost apologetically asking, is it okay if you don't do it, but somebody else does? Mm-hmm. Because culturally, we keep wanting to elevate that person of, of the of information. Yep. And, what, I, what I see James pointing out here too, like it's pulling all that information that you're talking about. It's the intent of the heart. And I think a lot of times <clears throat> as teachers um, then and now, like their intentions starting out maybe good, but it's, if you're not keeping yourself in check as a leader, as a teacher, where if you're not keeping your focus, that, that focus is on Jesus Christ and that focus is on his kingdom, 
then that's when it starts becoming yours. And that's when you get into this where it's like, what are your intentions? They may have been good initially, but it takes a little bit here, a little bit there, a little bit here, and you've slowly gotten yeah, away from the say, source. Oh man, you're special. You're, you, you've changed my life. Yeah. You've, it doesn't take very long for that to like puff you up. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I was thinking there's two times in, in the gospels, Matthew 12 and Luke six, Jesus says a good man brings good things out mm-hmm. of the good stored up in his heart. And an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full yep. of. Really, James is saying this is the heart issue. So, uh, yeah, I was going to reference those. At the end of 18, I think he tells us how to do that. <clears throat> and he says, peacemakers who sow in peace reap a harvest of righteousness. Mm. And I remember uh, this was a long time ago. I had listened to John Piper talk about this, about how he memorized uh, scripture. And I actually shared this week about a, just a conviction I had personally about memorizing God's word. And I haven't given that probably enough diligence in my own faith. I study, but I don't memorize and I can make reference, but don't know it. And this, this thought from Piper came up where he said, if we're going to sow, he preached on verse 18. And that was it. Like for an hour, hour and a half, hour and 45 minutes. Right. If we're, if we want to see a harvest of righteousness, we will sow in our hearts God's truth. And so he gave a really simple thing, and I'm gonna I'm gonna share it on Sunday too. But it's he reads the passage ten times, he says the passage ten times, like of what it means, and then he will do he'll say it memorized ten times mm-hmm. to like sow in his heart. Mm-hmm. Now he's way smarter than me, so it only takes him ten. I probably need like a hundred, but. Um, it's this idea of sowing God's truth into our lives. And that's where righteousness comes from because it changes our hearts. Mm-hmm. And so then he went on to say that once it's sown in our hearts, the harvest of righteousness comes about of the speaking of the righteousness of God. So it's whenever, um, you know, we celebrate when God is moving in an area. We, you know, we celebrate people that are doing well in the gospel. And that is the cure to our disease of unrighteousness or the worldly wisdom is that we sow in our hearts and then we speak out of our hearts of that righteousness. And we keep that on our lips, the good news of the gospel continually. So this week I was, uh, on Sunday night, I preached at a, at a, another church. And I, anyway, I, I had 90 minutes in the car. They voted not to hire him. Don't they, worry about it. He's still here, but Levi. Words matter. Words matter, Jeff. Uh, So, I I had ninety minutes in the car by myself, which never happens, right? And so I took my my Bible app and I just listened to James three over and over again, Um, not for an hour and a half, but for a long time. And I started thinking about when I got to the second half of this about like what what comes in is what comes out, right? Like. What I'm filling my heart of is what I'll speak. And a few months ago, um, my wife deleted all of the social media off of her phone. And in a rash decision, I was like, I'm going to try it for seven days. We're talking about inputs. We're talking about words. I'm going to I'm gonna try it for seven days as an experiment. 
and deleted them on there on my I wasn't I was actually on my phone when I was driving. Um, forgive me, I've sinned. Uh, anyway, so I, I delete them all right there. And I, I will tell you, like, I am embarrassed at how many times on Monday I was reaching for it, like going, like, just like scrolling, right? right. Like just mind numbing, whatever. And on Tuesday, I was like, okay, like I have to replace this with something <laughs> like, you know, like if I'm going to actually do this. And so I started something yesterday and it's pretty simple, but I started with James one and I just started reading a verse every time I pick up my phone outside of like a phone call, right? You can't, can't yeah, hold on. Hold on. Wait, hold on. Uh, so that's what I started doing it uh, yesterday, just reading a verse and then navigating away to whatever I was doing. Um, I picked up my phone a whole lot less, you know, not cause I didn't want to read, but because I didn't have anything to scroll and it's amazing how if you replace that with the the wisdom of God's word, how that affects your heart and that affects what comes out of your mouth. And I, I genuinely do feel like I have been a more attentive um, dad and husband and follower of Jesus this week because it's not it's not there. I, I don't know if I'm going to put them back. I, I really don't. So, yeah, I, I mean, I just got back from New Zealand where... Um, disconnected yeah completely like zero and you're exactly right like I think God knew I needed that because in my own spiritual heart you get in a rut sometimes Mm -hmm. and when you create that space I talked about that two weeks ago in Clay County having do you have room in your life to even receive God's word and sometimes we fill it up with whatever it is but it's it's, it's so this is the next though. chapter but it's hard to eliminate a negative mm-hmm. unless you intentionally replace it with a positive yeah yep well i was thinking about this was this morning but verse one of this you know like and how you're you're constantly as a communicator you're you're thinking about your platform and all those bad things we talked about well I've preached for three weeks in a row here, and the result of that is, like, if I'm on Instagram, I am on Instagram, <laughs> like, and I I hate seeing that. I I, I generally just don't don't like it because of that temptation, and when it's not there, I have no idea what is on the internet about what I've said. You know what I mean? And that's that feels freeing. So I need to say two things. I was just kidding about the they didn't vote for him part. Don't don't question me later about that. They definitely voted for him. They definitely did. <laughs> he turned him down. Just kidding again. I, you you both have referred to something though. I think that's a useful a useful tool. We have a lot of people trying to read through the Bible in a year, and that's a great thing. You know, it's a positive thing. Um, but there's something about repetition that is a powerful, powerful thing. I'm teaching DTI. We're doing the book of Acts right now. And so every, every week they're reading about 15 <clears throat> chapters. So they're reading the book wow. of Acts every two weeks, huh. you know, uh, and they just, when we're done, they reread it. So at the end of the class, they'll have read Acts four times. Hmm. And 
they they all said la- at the session before last, uh, I'm starting to see something, patterns, repetition of things, you know, what, what God's really doing, the big picture of this message, instead of just plowing through information for the day. So the repetition of the word is a valuable, valuable thing. Mm-hmm. Do you remember um, Adam Watson? Mm-hmm. Adam, Adam attended here, carpenter, did jail ministry. Great, great story of God's uh, redemption and restoration in his life. Uh, but he memorized the book of James. Yep. Right? He memorized that, the yeah. book of James. You know, that's pretty awesome. I, I remember a guy that Steve Becky had in his crew that uh, every day he had a paper clipped a, a note card in his cap, concrete crew, mm-hmm. okay, concrete guy, and he'd take off his cap during the day and he'd read that verse, mm. put a verse in his cap, and he read it repeatedly through the day, meditated on it. Um, that takes root in your life, right? Im- Im- important stuff, inputs become outputs. Mm-hmm. It's good. Other things you guys want to say from James 3? I got a really awesome phrase that I came to my mind, but I'm not going to use it here. I don't want to get made fun of from, from Andrew. <laughs> my words cut deep. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking about how... You're going to go ahead and say it? Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, he's going to say it. Come I'm on. Not, I'm Come not on. going to say it. You can't leave the people hanging. <clears throat> they can listen How are we to supposed sermon. to know? You'll, you'll hear it. You'll make fun of me later. In the sermon? Yeah. But I was thinking about words and... What came to my mind was... Hey, thanks for joining us on the <laughs> Rethink Podcast. The last, the last words of Jesus on the cross. And I was telling you about this yesterday. He like just, Jesus juked you right there. Just absolutely. Yeah, I'm looking but, stupid now. I'm not, he's talking about Jesus, and I'm trying to cut him off. <laughs> you actually said this yesterday. We, you know, his John's Gospel is the only one that records it for us, but he says it's finished. And he's saying it is, it is complete. Right, that's what you were talking about yesterday, and the only reason that the only reason that he, James is telling us like, hey, he wants to be the sustainer of your life, and the reason he gets to do that and have that authority is because he completed it, mm. he he finished it, he did it all, and so that's why the brother of Jesus is now saying, hey, he's much more than a brother, he's a savior, you know, mm-hmm. glorious Lord Jesus, glorious, that's good. That's real good. Good place to stop. It's complete. <laughs> Jesus completed it, not us. It's good. Hey, thanks for joining us on the Rethink Podcast for James Chapter 3.